Dear son, you ask my reaction to long hair or beards on young people. Some great men have worn long hair and beards. But the greatest man of all has orange hair. He has many words. He has the best words. If he is elected, we will have so much winning, we will get bored with winning. You ask that I not judge you as a teenager, but to judge you on your own personal abilities and goals. This is a fair request. But what if you are a hater, or a loser, or unattractive, or a third-rate journalist with blood coming out of her whatever, or an Ebola-infected Muslim Mexican person? Then I would have to say, in the words of George Washington, get out. Yeah, okay, stop. What is this thing you're recording? Well, every year, as you know, I try to put out the song in the summer. And this year, I just feel like it's going in a different direction, a, kind of a like a white guy spoken word direction. And people are getting really patriotic now. They don't want to hear a guy who can't spell weekend singing I Can't Feel My Face. But you don't even believe any of this claptrap. You don't have to. Do you really think Katy Perry really believed in bikinis, zucchinis, martinis, no weenies, just the king and the queenie? I'm not sure that's even something a person believes. If it's okay with you, I'm going to finish this. But my son, there is one thing I do insist that you believe. You must believe that there is one song to rule all people every summer. And that in 2013 it was Blurred Lines and Not Get Lucky. And that last year it was Cheerleader. And if you cannot believe in this basic American idea, then just shut up and dance. Which was not the song of the summer, because Walk the Moon is a bunch of poppy art rock sissies. And now he introduced the Macarena to Darian, Colin McEnroe. Does anybody remember that song? Victor Lundberg. You're all too young to remember. It was called A Father's Letter to His Teenage Son. And it went almost exactly like that. And it was it charted. It was like coming out of the radios in 1967. All right. So we're here to do the song of the summer. It's a concept which we will try to explain to you as we go along. Uh, Eric Danton, one of our guests, doesn't even really believe that it exists. Uh, but Eric Danton writes about music and pop culture. His work has appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, Pace Salon, rock critic for the Hartford Current for many years. Uh, also joining us in studio is Joan Holiday, uh, afternoon drive DJ at 93.9, The River, WRSI in Northampton, former host of The Happy Globe, which we all loved so much on WWUH. Madison Frame is back with us. She's a student at the Journalism and Media Academy because we really didn't want a whole bunch of old people uh, picking out the song of the summer without any assistance <laughs> whatsoever. And then joining us from the uh, NPR studios in Manhattan, it's the commissioner of the Colin McEnroe Song of the Summer Show, Brendan J. Sullivan. He's a writer, producer, DJ, best known for his work with Lady Gaga, which you can read about in his book, Rivington Was Ours, Lady Gaga, The Lower East Side, uh, and The Prime of Our Lives. Uh, and so, um, so Eric is the commissioner, but that doesn't mean we have to kowtow to him. That doesn't mean we have to agree with everything that he says. Uh, we can have our own opinions. Uh, he can't he can't shout us down. Uh, so we're going to begin, I think, maybe with just sort of an example. But but once again, to set this up, we do believe that every year, except for Eric, we do believe that every year there is one song to rule them all, one song to bind them. Uh, last year, uh, the commissioner notwithstanding, it probably was cheerleader. Uh, the year before, it started out as fancy. Fancy may have faded a little bit down the home stretch, been replaced by Megan Trainer. all about that bass. Uh, you know, year after year, and before that, blurred lines uh, edged out. Uh, get lucky, as the introduction suggested. The year before that, Call Me Maybe was so prohibitively in charge 
that we, we sort of had to fake our way through the show. We had to actually pretend there was some kind of controversy <laughs> when there really wasn't. But, but, even, but before we even begin, Eric, I, I keep saying that you don't believe in this. I don't know whether that's exactly true, but, but you're, you're known for kind of conscientiously objecting to the whole premise of this show. It's not the premise of the show so much. It's just the idea that there are rules <laughs> to summertime. There are no rules. It's summer. There's no school. You're out. You're free. It's vacations and swimming pools and ice cream and uh, I don't Th- know. Those are rules right there. You just said some rules. But you can or n- do those things or not. <laughs> but the, the fact that we all have to agree that, you know, well, I can't argue with Call Me Maybe because that song is still stuck in my head all these years later. Yeah. Well, you're living in an illusion of freedom. So <laughs> what we're going to do in a little while, uh, just a, a bit or two, uh, Brendan will explain to us what uh, he believes the rules are, and he is the commissioner. But uh, before we even do that, let's just pick a song. It's actually one of the front runners uh, for the Song of the Summer. It actually violates at least one of Brendan's uh, rules, but uh, we're going to do it as kind of an example because I think actually some of our panelists think it might even be, uh, if not the front runner or something very close to it. This is by Justin Timberlake. Uh, well, let's just hear it and then we'll tell you about it. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops Ooh, I can't take my eyes off it Moving so phenomenally Come on, like the way we rock it So don't stop Well, actually, I just jumped on the title part of the hook, but that's okay. Um, so, uh, Joan Holiday, I'm not familiar with this Justin Timberlake. Anything, uh, anything you can tell us about him? Who is this up-and-comer? This up-and-coming guy is, I don't know, Justin Timberlake has everything. He is incredibly talented. He's sexy. He's retro. He's cool. He's comfortable. He's friendly. He's popular and not the popular guy you hate, the one who actually is popular because he's nice. And he's got that sort of classy rap vibe while still being totally modern. So uh, you've just described Brendan Sullivan as well, of course. But um, before we get to Brendan, so Madison, does this pass the young person's test? First of all, for very young people, there's a movie tie-in. I think it's tied into the movie Trolls. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll be dealing with it on that level. Uh, is this something that you can imagine uh, being played at a party full of young people dancing? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's something that my friends listen to on the bus all the time on the way here when they're at school. So it's definitely a young person's song, and it's just interpret like we all love him. Yeah, it's, so it's in the air already. All right, so uh, Brendan, uh, now is your chance. Before even you, don't state the rules because we're going to do that in a second. But setting the rules aside for a second, what's your problem with this song? You've got a problem with this song. I yeah, I do have a problem <laughs> with this song. It's just it wants to be song of the summer. It's and wanting to be song of the summer is lame. It's like wanting to be popular. You know, it's like you ruin it by wanting it. It's too by the book. 
So it's sort of the Hillary Rodham Clinton of the song. It of is the Hillary, yeah. yeah. Like maybe it deserves to be song of the summer, but d- does that mean <laughs> any song that I have to go on and better qualified to be song of the summer than exactly. this song? <laughs> That's right. You're being a kind of a super delegate about this, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not accountable to you. All right. So, <laughs> by the way, as we go along here and you have your nominations, uh, your own ideas, you may tweet them at us at WNPR Colin. Our tweet master, Greg Hill, is uh, in the house. Uh, or you can also call us at 860-275-7266. Please don't bring up songs that we don't actually have loaded to play for you. But how would you know what they were anyway? All right. So I think it is time to go through the rules. It's time to sort of t- talk about at least what the commissioner, uh, Brendan Sullivan, uh, <laughs> feels the rules are uh, and you feel as though you set yourself a task right you set yourself a musical yeah. task you want to explain what you want to do you want to take one of the potential songs of the summer and do yeah what? let's start with something that's a total shoe in and i will tell you why it might be or might not be and i will tell you the entire rules of song of the summer before the song even starts between like pressing play and the first downbeat <laughs> okay this is uh panda uh it's by designer and here we go Oh, thanks for telling us what we're listening to. We really appreciate it. Okay, Panda's gonna go, gonna start strong because rule number one is fresh faces only. I say that because the rules of Song of the Summer are the same rules as Summer Romance. It's not that guy you've lusted after all year, it's someone new. Rule number two, love at first sight. Panda loses that by not getting... Oh! Panda, you won me on 39 seconds beginning the song. But rule number three, which I've already stated, is you can't want to be Song of the Summer because that is lame. All right. So um, so those are the three major rules that fresh faces. And it's I mean, and there are no rules that are completely universal. There are there. I mean, Katy Perry, for example, has, has had two songs of the summer. She might have been a fresh face the first time, but 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 maybe not the second time. But so fresh faces only. And then grab us in the first. How many seconds do they have, Commissioner? I, I swear, three seconds. Three seconds. <laughs> so good. Three seconds to establish themselves with us. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the last one is uh, you can't be trying too hard. Um, but my question about that rule is, isn't everyone who releases, every pop artist who releases a song after May 1st, aren't they trying to be Song of the Summer? <laughs> no? Yeah. And, and you know, we, when we really get into the nuts and bolts of this, we find that Song of the Summer is usually released somewhere around spring break, and it just didn't hit its stride until summer. Mm. So, um, uh, Madison, I also know that you have some thoughts about uh, this particular song, which I should say is not about an actual panda. It's about a particular car that looks like a panda. Yeah. um, Ah, um, I forgot what song. Oh, BMW. The BMW X6 is what it's about. And when designers saw the car, I guess he said it looked like a panda. And so he just thought of the song. Hey, let's make the song about this car. It's a really nice car. It's a very expensive car as well. And the song goes on talking about expensive things and how he gets those expensive things, making money and being successful. Um, some of the ways he mentions being successful are in the wrong way, but it is <laughs> designer. You know, this this song is just going to lose points with my girlfriend because the music video does not have cute pandas in it. Um, I would say the uh, worst uh, financial decision of the Song of the Summer contest this year goes to Manchester producer Menace, who says he sold the Panda Beat to designer for $200. Um, <laughs> probably not good thinking, uh, no matter how big the song is. Yes, uh, Panda also said that he, his vision for this breakout track uh, came while playing the video game Grand Theft Auto V. I feel like that just isn't a good enough 
reason to do a song. But I think you you had this on your list, right? Didn't you, Joan Holiday? I thought it could be Song of the Summer. I didn't say I really loved <laughs> right, it. That's right. <laughs> and that's, I'm glad you're making that very important distinction, which is that the Song of the Summer is not necessarily something any of us has to like. We just have to realize that, that it can be that universal. Right? The thing that, is, I liked it enough until I found out it was based on an inspiration by Grand Theft Auto, and now I kind of hate it. <laughs> right. So um, on that basis, uh, we're, by the way, as, as we say, feel free to chime in with your thoughts about this or, you know, or just turn off the radio, which I think some people do when we do the show. But, but we're going to play a song that's going to make a lot of you happy, all right, because a lot of you who listen to NPR, shall we say, a little bit older and a little bit retro. And um, so... Uh, two cycles ago, two Song of the Summer cycles ago, as I say, uh, Iggy Azalea uh, had what was pretty clearly the lead song with Fancy. But there was kind of a sense that like halfway through the summer, people broke up with Iggy for a lot of very good reasons, I might add. Uh, and Megan Trainer with All About That Bass came along. So uh, Megan Trainer now has a, a new song out. Uh, and uh, once again, I think it's, it's, a, it's a people pleaser anyway. So let's hear Megan and then we'll tell you about the song. I'm going to go to the uh, in-studio panel first before we go to the commissioner, although I think I know why the commissioner doesn't have this song on his list. He just does He's a DJ. He doesn't want to have to play this song a lot. He doesn't want to have to listen to it a lot. He knows that he's going to be sick of it after 10 plays, and, and there are like hundreds of plays to come. Uh, but, Joan, you did have this on, on your list, and it is, it's, it's more of a typical Joan Holiday kind of song, too, I think, well, if there is such a thing. I like Megan Trainer well enough as far as this genre of music goes. But I did think this is something that people are going to, you know, I DJ weddings and, and DJ some parties, and I can hear people requesting this already. This is sort of the, I, if you listen to Joan's tone of voice, this is sort of the not necessarily happy club. <laughs> <laughs> the resignation <laughs> club. It's like, like yeah. can't we just play all about that bass again? <laughs> yeah. All right, Commissioner, you do have something to say, I can tell. I, I will say that it is a perfectly fun and nice song. It's it's also quite innocuous, and I would say that uh, since many of these songs are going to be listened to by children and people of different generations dancing at weddings, it's perfectly fine, and it's a nice song, and I, and I, I will say this. I will play this song this summer. Right. Um, actually, Blurred Lines did not get disqualified despite the fact that children were going to have to listen to it. But anyway, uh, so, you, <laughs> so you can never tell. So, you know, um, Eric, um, uh, Wolfie made a, raised an interesting question, which is, so this song and some of the other ones we have today has kind of a sense of humor in, in a way that, say, a, a Rihanna song typically does not. And that, that maybe that is an element. I mean, Katy Perry's songs are always a little bit, you know, playful and self-mocking and, and mocking of some other set of conventions and stuff. And you, you do wonder whether that maybe helps a little bit with the song of the summer, which, as you say, is a time of ice cream and freedom. I think a sense of humor has to help. Uh, Rihanna has had a song of the summer previously, but it was a 
you know, a song with no sense of humor because I'm not sure that she has one. I'm not sure that she understands humor as humans do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we had any Rihanna fans listening to the show, which we probably don't, we'd get email about that comment. Uh, Just but, forward them my way. Right. So uh, what do you think, uh, Madison? How's this song doing on the bus? Um, I actually like didn't recognize the song when it first started playing until the chorus came in, and I was like, oh, I know this song now. Um, but... I think it's a very joyful song. It's mm-hmm. definitely very upbeat, and mm-hmm. that's what a lot of youth look for, especially in the summertime. I feel you're being diplomatic here. <laughs> I feel like it's just not going to work. All right. So um, I, I think, I, well, I know that we've been doing this show for many, many episodes now, the Song of the Summer show. Um, and uh, I think this is an unusual year in that we have both Justin's representative. We'll be getting to Justin Bieber in a little while. We just did Justin Timberlake. Uh, and we have a Jonas brother, but but not by name anyway. Uh, so this is the group uh, DNCE. I believe this is what, Commissioner. This is one of your choices, right? Yeah, I'm putting this one in here, and I I would like to say that having a Jonas brother by another name is is kind of like if you had a crush on someone in junior high, and then they move away, and they come back your junior year of high school, and their parents got remarried, and they have a different last name, but they're like cooler <laughs> now, and they're a little tan, and you're like, oh, he's dreamy now. Like that's DNC. This All right, is the grown up. So well, we had a little bit of a – I had to caution uh, Wolfie to make sure we had a clean edit of the song because, boy, for a Jonas Brother, he's got a rather uh, potty mouth uh, on the lyric here. But So here's the Cake by the Ocean, which really is a lot of fun. We'll throw it over to the, to the, the in-studio panel. Eric Danton, uh, give us your reactions. I was doing some homework last night listening to the, some of the songs we're going to talk to today, and I couldn't make it through this song all the way. It's just garbage. <laughs> and that's one of my objections to the rules of Song of the Summer are that it ignores aesthetics. You know, songs of the summer don't have to be crappy. They could be good. Mm-hmm. And this is just, what? you know, I know. This is just... <laughs> It's referencing Blurred Lines, and it's referencing Get Lucky. It has that same sort of retro-leaning thing. You know, it has a Jonas Brother trying to shock. And I know that uh, Cake by the Ocean or whatever is what the producers mistook for the phrase Sex on the Beach, and that's why they named it this. But it seems like putting ocean in the title is violating one of Brendan's rules, which is trying trying too too hard. hard. Yeah, you know, Eric, I want to support you on this one right now because... You know, just uh, like nuts and bolts wise, this song is 119 beats per minute, which makes it right up there with with Get Lucky and with Beat It and Billie Jean, things like that. It's also in uh, E minor, which is just one key away from B minor, which with both uh, Billie Jean and Get Lucky are in, which means just like if you're a DJ and you have your dance floor, their feet are moving at 119 beats per minute and you throw in this song. No one's going to even shift the way they're dancing. They're just going to be, yeah, one more song. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's. 
at a very technical and and uh, overreaching level a strength. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, but it does violate. The, I mean, this song does it's feel. Good. Very much like it wants to be. And if you look at the video, too, very much like it wants to be the song of the summer. It also feels... Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. Keep going. It also feels a little bit like a deja vu Hall & Oates moment from my youth. Like, there was always <laughs> some Hall & Oates hit on the radio, and this seems like that. Hmm. Let's just bring back uh, I Can't Go For That instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, this song's at about 19 right now in the Billboard Hot 100, and I think one of our qualifications for a song of the summer is that it should climb. Like, you should cheer for it over the time of the, that it goes through the summer. You should be like, oh, my God, that song's on again, not, oh, here's that song again. I'm cheering for a meteor to hit the radio when I hear this song. <laughs> <laughs> so, Madison, you get the last word on this song. Um, I actually never really liked the song when I heard it. I, I was never really too fond of the Jonas Brothers anyways. So when the song came out, it wasn't really that kind of song. I never really understood what it was talking about in the first place. And so it's not a song that I'm fond of. I mean, th- All it, right. yeah. it's, it's, it's probably not going to be the song in the summer. But, but you know, I, you know it's, it, people will dance to this song over the course of the summer uh, because Brendan will make them do that right after <laughs> the, they, do, they dance to, to get lucky. And they won't even know they're being manipulated. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back with our more, more of our Song of the Summer show or something like that after this. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. So this is our Song of the Summer show. I should say that this year, even though last year the commissioner talked me out of what I thought might be the Song of the Summer, and uh, and then which it just anyway it probably was the Song of the Summer. So wrong. Uh, so <laughs> so wrong. Can we can we pause right here because I do want to say why I was totally wrong and I admit I was wrong because what we're talking about is the most charted record between, uh, you know, uh, Memorial Day and Labor Day. And at the end of the summer, we have proof one way or the other. Yeah, I don't know. Do do we really have proof, though, or is some of this kind of a gut-level thing, too? Like, you know... Yeah. yeah. What we're agreeing on is that the gut level is the fun part. Right. Just knowing what the the song is charting is like knowing what the Dow is doing today. Right. So uh, last year, I brought up Cheerleader. And no, I mean, Joan didn't like it because she thought it was a sexist song. That it was too mm-hmm. much about being somebody's little helpmate standing on the sideline and cheering. You're, you know you're... how much it meant to me? Yeah. I don't even remember well, that song. <laughs> <laughs> Joan has binders full of broads in Atlanta. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's a different song. So, um, and, uh, so anyway, w- but so this year I actually do think, and we're going to save it towards the end, I think the commissioner uh, may have uh, found something, uh, found something that's going to be the song of the summer. But I just want to do, before we even go any further, a little straw poll of the panel. You don't have to say what you think it is, but like Eric, do you think you know what the song of the summer is going to be based on the research that we've done and whatever other stimuli are pouring into your brain right now? Well, it's kind of a, it's, on the one hand, on the other hand, economist thing. On the one hand, there's a song that I hope is the song of the summer. And on the other, there's a song that I fear will be the song of the summer. All right. (laughs) So it's all about hopes and fears. All right, Joni, how about you? Do you have a sense? Do you think you know? Um, Well, for me, the entire world revolves around Hamilton right now. Yeah. My brain is obsessed by it. So I wish that one of the songs from Hamilton, which I chose, is going to be Song of the Summer. But I think it's going to be Timberlake. All right. Uh, And how about you, Madison? Do you feel uh, in your young life that you know a year from now, what you'll be looking back. When you think of this summer, when you hear this song, you'll think, oh, yeah, summer of 2016. I remember everything that happened that year because of that song. Do you think you know what that song is yet? Uh, not sure. I, I agree more with Eric. Like, there's a song that I 
feel that I hope will be the song of the summer, but there's also a song that I really fear will be the song of the summer, and I really hope it's not. All right. So um, here we go. We're going to do some more of this uh, right now. Uh, and what we're going to do is oh, – so then the question is – so Eric says it's got to be fresh faces. Uh, not Eric. Uh, the commissioner says it's got to be fresh faces. <laughs> but, you know, there are many people who feel – they think about that, and they go, oh, poor Drake. Does that mean Drake will <laughs> never have – a song of Poor the summer. Drake. Poor Drake. People say that a lot anyway. That sounds so, like a silver lining. To me. <laughs> right there. But there are, some, <laughs> there are some people who feel like Drake maybe has a shot this uh, year. Uh, let's hear Drake's possible song of the summer. Grips on your ways, front way, back way. You know that I don't play. Streets not safe, but I never run away. Even when I'm away, OT, OT, there's never much love when we go OT. I pray to make it back in one piece. I pray, I pray. That's why I need a one dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. One more time before I go. Higher powers taking a hold on me. I need a one dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. One more time before I go. Okay, that's probably not going to be the song of the summer. But Madison, I think it fil- it fulfills one of the commissioner's goals, which is that little uh, two-note piano thing at the beginning. The minute you hear that, you know what you're hearing anyway, right? Yeah, definitely. You know it's a Drake song, and you know it's going to be it's most likely going to be a really good song. And I feel like everybody just really, like, it's a nice song to, like, flow to and just listen to and relax to, I guess. Kind of thing. Right. So uh, this, this could be your mom's first Drake song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, really? My my mom? Well, no, my mom's gone, but I think she would have liked Hotline Bling uh, better than this song anyway. So, um, the thing about that's this because tune, you though, never call her. That's right. <laughs> the, th- the thing about this tune, though, and, and we were talking during the break about lyrical content, this seems like a really dark song of the summer, like he's afraid of not coming back from the streets. This seems like the song of the summer for Chicago. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Was, <laughs> we, we, during the break, I talked about the song "Pumped Up Kicks" by Foster the People, which was like this very, you know, kind of mid-speed but really nice, tuneful pop song. One of the years might have been in the first year we did the song of the summer show. It was on the list of candidates, and then you realize it's about a mass shooting, and it probably isn't going to take <laughs> off, you know. Uh, so, but as you say, Joan, people do not really listen to the lyrics. Not usually. Yeah. Because and that's probably what's going to save uh, the commissioner's choice because the commissioner's choice is also a somewhat sad song. We haven't uh, gotten to it yet, but we'll, we're saving it uh, for the C segment. We're really going to sort of thrash these things out. We may have to bring back a song or two to hear them again uh, during the C's, or bring up one that hasn't Wait, been played. Is that, is that allowed, or is that like dating your ex-girlfriend again? Well, I'm the deputy commissioner. <laughs> I'll, if I, I can bring back songs that we've already played so far today, <laughs> if I want to. So. Uh, I also don't know much about this Knicks performer. No, actually, we're going to do Chainsmokers next. I really don't know a lot about Chainsmokers, except that I know that I think they're a sort of New York-based uh, DJ duo, uh, and they've turned up. This particular song uh, has turned up on, on a lot of the list of potential songs of the summer. It certainly fits the kind of fresh face most people haven't heard of them uh, requirement. So let's hear Don't Let Me Down. Crashing. Don't let me down. 
I think the message of the song is "Don't Let Me Down." You think? Uh, <laughs> that's what's coming through to me, anyway. So I'm going to go straight to the commissioner on this. Fresh face, kind of an interesting opening sequence, you know, one that you won't easily confuse with too many other songs. Why can't this song be the song in the summer? This song is fun, I will say that. I, I would love to be, you know, on the way to the beach and this song comes on the radio. It's fun, but can you imagine dancing to the first 30 seconds of the song? <laughs> it's in. It's about 80 beats per minute, which is, is low, like Lord Royals, where you really have to have something great going. Until this explosion, we're kind of hearing it over overlaid right now. It's, it's fun at that yeah. point. Yeah, you could imagine being across the club from two of your friends, and this song comes on, and you're like, we have until 35 <laughs> seconds to find each other to dance and scream, don't let me down, you know. <laughs> it's got some catchphrasery to it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. You certainly would remember the catchphrase. Anyway, but you would do you know think, you think. Yeah, do you think kids are going get, to get into this? I don't know. Moms, yes. Moms, how many times a day does mom say, don't let me down? Um, well, not that we think of Madison as a kid, but as a young person, how does this song work for you? Um, I I agree. It's like it's it's a quite a long wait. It doesn't follow the rule of the first three seconds. It reminds me of Reflections from Mr. Wives, where the first like thirty seconds is just this really like calm song. You think it's gonna be kind of a ballad, and then it's not. It's this upbeat EDM song, and it's like whoa whoa, where'd that come from? Kind of thing. Do kids have no patience? No. God forbid no, we no. should have to wait thirty seconds for something to happen. That's is what you kids with your phones. That, that's what's <laughs> happened now. Um, I really like this song, but it seems to me like it will be better suited for slow motion flashback memories of summer twenty sixteen. <laughs> sure. Particularly sure, depending the, on the how your iPhoto slideshow. Yeah, exactly. Right. Depending yeah. on how your summer went too. Really, if that's your flash, if this is your flashback song, the summer of twenty sixteen, you probably had a fairly crappy summer. You might be looking forward to <laughs> summer twenty seventeen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, Joan. Not a happy club song. Um, I really don't like this song. It wears the <laughs> pants off me. <laughs> Like, I don't care if I ever hear it again. All it right. did nothing. <laughs> this song let you down. It, it let, let down. me down. This song definitely did let I'd out. have to go back to ELO, I guess. Yeah. Or the Beatles. <laughs> so, okay, that song uh, let her down. Okay, now, uh, an exciting young artist uh, I think could really take off. His name is Justin Bieber. I understand he's Canadian. Um, but So, Brendan, Justin Bieber has never had a song in the summer. Is that correct? That, that is correct. Bieber's, like, almost too popular and too hated. He's also in the Hillary Clinton category. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, but you know what he says to that about being too popular and too hated? He says, sorry. I know you know that I made those mistakes maybe once or twice. But once or twice, I mean, maybe a couple of hundred times. So let me, oh, let me redeem or redeem on myself tonight. Cause I just need one more shot, second chance. Is it too late? The public service that we just provided is this being a public radio station. There are people who listen to the station who think they hate Justin Bieber, but have never heard a Justin Bieber song. So actually, yes. now now you can say you've heard one and you didn't like it, uh, or or maybe you did. Now, 
Brendan, you're at least giving him a chance, right? This is on your. I'm list. giving him a chance. Listen, that first second, that 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 noise, that ooh, that that is so fun and it grabs you. That is the actual songwriter Julia doing her reference vocals in the studio, which she delivered to Skrillex, the co-producer of this record, and he put that right in the forefront. A great song has what I call the third thing, and the third thing is it's just like one specific part of it that makes the whole song. It's just fun, it's exciting. People who hate Justin Bieber are glad that he's sorry for once. People that love Justin Bieber want to accept his apology. I also want to point out that Cake by the Ocean and sorry, both have the same co-songwriter, who is my friend Justin Tranter, who I used to tour with when he was in a rock band called Semi-Precious Weapons. They used to open for Gaga and I a hundred years ago. He's a great songwriter now, and I'm really happy that he's doing like grown-up work in the songwriting world. And so every time this song comes on, I get excited, and I'm the demographic that would be missing from the long tentacles of the Justin Bieber world. All right. Like many of us are. Okay. So well, let's go around the horn here. Eric? Well, I think the great thing about this song is that it can be infinitely looped to apologize for all of the things that Justin Bieber has to be sorry for. <laughs> so it could be 45 minutes long, which it probably would need to be. All right, Joe. <laughs> Do you care if you ever hear this song again, Joe? Um, I think it's a perfectly pleasant, innocuous song. And, you know, that's not a terrible thing for Song of the Summer because, they're, frankly, it would be nice if they were really great songs, but they're usually not. So it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't bother me. <laughs> a there ringing endorsement if there ever was one. <laughs> All right. And Madison, how about you? Um, I wanted to hate this song when I heard it because it was Justin Bieber, but then it kept playing on the radio, and that's, I just started singing along with it. It's one of those songs like uh, Call Me Mamie. You wanted to hate it, but then it just gets catchy, and you start singing along with it in the end. It <laughs> is one of those. I actually like Bieber. Yeah. Like that baby, baby, baby O song. I like that. I, I, one thing that I'm planning to do either <laughs> later today or tomorrow is because I've now become addicted to Tidal, T-I-D-A-L, that title, uh, is make a little Song of the Summer uh, playlist with some of the old ones and some of the contenders from this year. I think I, w- I wouldn't mind. I would put this on. I would put this on. I would be happy to hear it. And uh, I'd probably like it a little bit better than I'm even admitting right now. Um, so well, we're going to. Let's do some pros and cons then. All right. What are the pros and cons? Well, the, you know, the pros and cons are it has one billion views on YouTube and Justin Bieber's <laughs> face is not in the video. It's a great yeah, you that know, is dance amazing. video. An immediate con, though, is it did come out in December. This has had plenty of time on the charts. It's sort of like uh, uh, Happy was two years ago. You know, everyone still likes it, but it's it's time has passed. Right. Happy and Uptown Funk are examples of songs that probably could have been songs of the summer, mm-hmm. except they came out at the wrong time and people got tired of them. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, this the video is very odd, too, that way. It's, it's an interesting video that does a lot of interesting things with typography, and there's this uh, beautiful young brunette woman. I don't really know who she is. Maybe she's really famous. Uh, and she's about it. You don't really see Justin Bieber. Um, so that's good. I mean, I guess if you don't want to see Justin Bieber. Um, all right. So, um, okay. So Madison, every year, I swear every year that we've ever done this show, Jason Derulo's had a song on the list every year. He's had a song on the list and he's never had a song in the summer. And, um, in fact, my basic exposure to Jason Derulo is a, at the health club where he's played constantly, whether I like it or not. Uh, and, uh, because we do this, uh, this show every year. So I know from your, uh, clenched pumping fist that this is probably the one that you have closest to your heart. It's called, uh, if it ain't love, why don't we hear a little bit of, of it first and then we can talk about it. Short days, long nights, tangled up with you, I don't want to move, your eyes don't lie, and if I needed proof, that body tell the truth, Ooh, your 
actually probably my favorite Jason Derulo song ever. I should, by the way, say, I should remind everybody who's on the show. I haven't done that in a while. Brendan J. Sullivan is the commissioner of our annual Song of the Summer show. He's a writer, producer, and DJ, best known for his work with Lady Gaga. Eric Danton in studio with us. Uh, his work has appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, Paste, Salon. He writes about music. Joan Holiday uh, is the afternoon DJ at 93.9 The River, WRSI in Northampton, former host of the Happy Club here in Hartford at WWUH. Madison Frame is our designated young person and a student at the uh, Journalism and Media Academy. So this is this is the one you want, right? This is the one you're rooting for. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, come, on, yes, come on. Yes, it is. Come on. Tell um, us. Share your heart with us. Every Jason Derulo song is very upbeat, and it's it's they're all club songs, and they're all songs to dance to. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the songs he actually writes are love songs, but because nobody pays attention to the lyrics, we don't know that. Um, but Jason, like Jason Rulo came up with a song before this one. It was Good Ugly, and that was just as fun and just as amped as this one is. And I think he does. He deserves to have a song of the summer because all his songs have been on the charts. All all of the songs people know all of his songs from the first one he ever made to the one he made to this one right here. All right, so uh, let's uh, go. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I hear the commission. Can I just go ahead? Yeah. You sound exactly like my girlfriend talking about why Bernie Sanders should win. You know, <laughs> the numbers are totally against him here. He's at 86 on the Billboard charts right now. You just All you've said is that you really, really like him, and it would be really great for him if he won. And that's just not how these things go. Smash this young person's dreams. <laughs> go ahead, Commissioner. Go ahead. <laughs> she like all authority figures. Yeah. You, you don't seem to have uh, dented her her commitment to Jason Derulo at all. I really like this song. You know, Joan Holiday, this almost does have kind of a little bit of Happy Club feel to oh, it. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think it's a fun song. Yeah. Uh, Eric Dan? I really like the chorus. I think it's the kind of thing that a DJ like Brendan could s- take the chorus and slip into something else and then slip back out of it. So, you know, you're dancing to one thing, all of a sudden there's this great Jason Derulo chorus, and then you're back into something else afterward. I think it would be cool that way. Yeah, yeah. I could, sure. see, the, I could see you doing that, Commissioner. Uh, the Commissioner would do that. It's a good song. And uh, it's it's right up there with some classics like Call Me Maybe and uh, I Got a Feeling. Those are those are song of the summer of the past five years. They're all at about 129 beats per minute, and they're in, like, nice, easy, positive keys. Uh, and it I, it would just warm people's hearts, even even those blessed young people in the crowd in their Bernie Sanders T-shirts who just want to <laughs> dance to this. Cry it out. Right. Um, so, Madison, one thing that has bo- bothered me about some Jason Derulo songs in the, of the past, not that I could even tell you their names, <laughs> but, the, you know, there's that kind of snake charmer sound that he kind of likes, that and it sounds like a soprano sax that's being fed through something. And that drives me out of my mind. So so, ha- so happy not to hear that <laughs> in this particular song. That uh, And I actually do. I think this is, uh, I could see this working on the dance floor. Whether it'll be the song of the summer, well... That's something we're going to have to decide in the next segment. We're going to have to make some very hard choices in the next segment. We're going to introduce you, first of all, to the commissioner's uh, own private pick, and then we'll have sort of a zombie round. If anybody needs to like bring up a song that hasn't been played yet, you really feel as though it needs to be in the consideration, we'll do that too. And we'll be back.
When the panel comes back, they'll reveal the actual song of the summer, and your soul will finally be at rest. Today's show was produced by me, Kayone Wolf. Our interns are Esther Shitu and Adriana Smith, who agrees with our choice. Greg Hill tweets for us at WNPR Colin, and Jonathan McPants appeared in the intro. The part of Bill Curry was played by Drake. For show pages, articles, and videos of the here and now staff dancing like Justin Bieber, go to our website, wnpr.org slash Colin. On tomorrow's show, are there any other new musicals besides Hamilton? And now, back to Colin. I think the here and now staff dances more like Drake in Hotline Bling. Uh, that would be my prediction anyway. So, um, yeah, every year what happens is, you know, it gets to be April 7th. People just are calling up and emailing and saying, look, I don't even think I can begin my summer until you guys do your Song of the Summer show and tell me what's going to be the Song of the Summer. You know, I just, uh, it feels like the season can't even happen without that. Okay, I'm making that up. No one has ever said that to us for any reason, and no one ever will, and people tend to get really mad about the show, and uh, Wally Lamb won't even be on it anymore, and I just one, one thing after another. But anyway, um, so we're, we're, we've come to the point where we're going to start to kind of stake out our claims about this, and then if there's other, some, a few other songs that need to be played uh, after that uh, to flesh out your understanding, and uh, time permitting, we'll, we'll try to get to them. But uh, first of all, uh, the commissioner has made his ruling. And I think this year I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go down in flames with you if that's what happens, or I'm going to ascend to the heavens with you. And yes, Adriana, one of our other interns, also agrees with you. So this is a song called I Took a Pill in Ibiza. We'll tell you more about it when we come back. I took a pill in Ibiza To show a Fiji I was cool And when I finally got sober Felt ten years older But there was something to do I'm living out in L.A. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller Cause I made a million dollars And I spend it on girls and shoes But you don't wanna be high like me Never really know why like me You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster And all alone And you don't wanna ride the bus like this Never know who to trust like this You don't wanna be stuck up on that station Stuck up on that station and, oh, I know Sad soul, sad soul, darling. Oh, I know. Or sad soul, sad soul. All right, this is by Mike Posner. Um, and uh, so go ahead, uh, Commissioner uh, Brendan J. Sullivan. Uh, tell us why this is your choice. It's, it's, uh, it's my choice because it's a good song, pretty, pretty <laughs> plain and simple. Kind but of begs the it question. A, but... it, has a, it has a really curious history. I mean, this came out as an acoustic song on July 25th of last summer, so it seems to break all our rules. Uh, and it was remixed by these uh, two Norwegian DJs into this absolute club banger, despite the fact that it's a completely sad song. The original title for the song was Sad Songs. Uh, it's it's about being, uh, you know, in the music world, everyone around you partying and having fun, but you sort of can't really connect. You don't really, everybody wants to take a selfie with you, but no one wants to let you have some time with yourself, and then you have too much time with yourself. It's just, to me, it's... Uh, with the life on the road it's very very beautiful and moving song and it's also like a lot of fun despite the fact that he pronounced Ibiza wrong 
Um, right. This is uh, uh, this is um, Mike Posner who does the song, and this is clearly very autobiographical. He, in fact, did enjoy some early success, and then actually struggled with depression and had some albums that weren't released and stuff like that. And now, and yeah, if you go back and listen to the acoustic song, it really is almost hard to see this. It is very hard to see this song coming. So, but let's quickly go around the horn here. Uh, Eric Danton, where are you on this one? Well, first, does he know that Ibiza is actually an island? So he wouldn't be in Ibiza; he would be on it uh, there you for go. starters. Second mm. of all, I have a long and if I may say, rather proud history of Mike Posner hating. <laughs> I wrote about him in 2010 in, in The Current as you know, a kind of a, a spoiled blowhard from Duke who is, he epitomizes this kind of frat electro thing. And now we're supposed to feel sorry for him because all of his dreams <laughs> came true and he's sad about it? All right, so that's a no from you, I think. No, I'd unfortunately, I think this is the song of you the summer. You think it is the song of the summer? I yeah. just hate it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect state of mind for this particular show. I, that's exactly right. Joan, what, what are you thinking? Well, this song, when it plays, I think about other things. Not because it inspires me to think about other things. I just you drift check out. off you and check, check out. out. Yeah. yeah. But so I do this song think... Is like... So go ahead. So when you're waiting in line at CVS, this song comes on, and you're like, oh, that's right. I wanted to get the car washed. In the exactly. Oh, I think, oh, is Kid Rock doing another light country song? Oh, that is so mean. And where's Cheryl that Crow? Is, that is so cruel. All right, Madison, how about you? Um, I kind of do the same thing. I drift off. This is kind of song I'll play Scrabble to. It's not like, <laughs> it's not that. No, that's, that's the Justin Bieber video that has the Scrabble stuff in it, actually. <laughs> um so, um, well, he, I, I meditated about this for quite a while. And I will say that this morning, having, I mean, when we prepare for this show, you wind up with all these earworms. And like yesterday, I did still have Carly Rae Jepsen in my head because we were talking about songs of the past. And, but I woke up this morning with this song in my head. Uh, and, and it took a while to get it out, which I think is probably a good sign for something being Song of the Summer. So I'm throwing my lot in with the commissioner. Uh, and, all right. All right. So, uh, so I, don't I just know. have to add, yeah, though, ahead. that. You know, we can't be Nostradamus about this, and we really shouldn't want to be. That's why rule number three is all about timing. You don't want to be Song of the Summer for the same reason you don't want to know the day you're going to fall in love with someone or meet the person of your dreams. Like, you you should still have some excitement for summer. We might be ruining it. I think that was our, our consensus last year is that we were just staring at it a little too close. And one of the reasons we do like this song, I will say, is it seems like it would have been Song of the Summer last year. You know, it's a remix. <laughs> it's soft. It's fun, and as as the great producer from Atlantic Records, Amit Erdogan said, and we'll say this every year, you can always pick what, what song would have been big in one year, but you can never pick what song's going to be big next year. Uh, very well said. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think I feel like that we might have something. But, yes, you're absolutely right about that. And you shouldn't really want to be the song of the summer, as you pointed out in the past. You'd really rather be Get Lucky than Blurred Lines. Um but, Absolutely. you know, there you go. So I don't know. Will we do have enough time to sneak in another song? What's your feeling about this? Okay, so let's, because uh, that's because you like Lemonade so much. All right, so one of Eric's uh, hopes, as opposed to his fears, uh, I think was a Freedom by Beyonce from Lemonade. So we'll hear just a little bit of that. Love, forgive me.
All right. Uh, I would just quickly say about Lemonade. I think the, it's an album that you... It's, she's done the thing that nobody does anymore, which is she's made an album that you spend time with as an album. You actually sit down and listen to the whole thing and flow through the whole thing. And I, I think peeling away cuts is actually kind of hard to do. All right. We have to thank everybody. The commissioner, Brendan J. Sullivan, author of Rivington Was Ours, Lady Gaga, The Lower East Side, and The Prime of Our Lives. In studio with us, Madison Frame, our designated young person from Journalism and Media Academy. Eric Danton writes about music for pretty much everywhere that music is written about. Joan Holiday, the host of the afternoon show at 93.9, the River RSI, uh, WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts. Thanks to Wolfie for all the work she did pulling cuts. Megan Trainer is going to take us out because well, I think it's the best chance we have of leaving you with a good taste in your collective ears. This be Song of Summer 2116, post-Trump era pop. Me love that hook.